Hi, my name is Nick Thompson and I run holisticvet.co.uk. We're based near Bath in England. I'm Dr. Brendan Clark. I'm based at Towerwood Vets in West Yorkshire. And my name's Dr. Connor Brady, the non-vet of the gang from dogsburst.ie. And together we are Raw Pet Medics. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> we're back. We're alive. And we're back with you to answer more questions. And uh, hopefully uh, you've put a few on Facebook. We've got a few to ask. Um, we are so looking forward to this evening. Guys, we are Raw Pet Medics. You're going to find us on patreon.com forward slash Raw Pet Medics. Uh, that is where we are. If you can drop us the of a cup of tea or a cup of coffee each month we deeply appreciate that sort of support it really helps keep the show on the road uh, if you can great if you can't no stress we're going to be here anyway and uh, because we love it and tonight is q and a night and uh as always we are backing up on our q and a system uh can i just come out straight out of the traps with one which was kind of interesting first one uh, owner of a spaniel happy tail she calls it which uh i think some of these are going to call uh swimmer's tail as well uh what is it? Why does he have it? What can you do? Uh, well, look, it's an inflammatory disease. It's basically overworking of the muscles at the base of the tail, uh, limber tail, lumber tail. I've heard it called all sorts. Of, basically, the, the tail becomes limp um, and almost is clamped next to the anus and straight down. Uh, they won't lift it up. They find it really painful to lift it up. If you try and lift it, it really hurts. Um, and it's found in a lot of working breeds. Um, particularly, um, especially if they've got a longer tail. So Labradors are particularly bad at this. Long, heavy tail. Um, mm. And Spaniels that don't have dock tails, okay, as well, it's a risk. Um, and it's almost in that frenetic wagging uh, action that they often will have as they're seeking out birds to flush, etc. If they do that and just keep going and keep going, and they go in and out of cold water, seems to aggravate it and swimmer's tail. Um, seems to be the point where it almost cramps the muscle. So you've got to think about, you know, have you got some arnica, rooter, um, a few other things like that, uh, slowly um, getting the warmth back into there, keeping the blood flow. But it's this inflammatory change. So remember, the muscles are enclosed in a tight sheath of um, fibrous material. So as they become inflamed, it restricts the blood flow even more because they are restricted in that and it, uh, it can be really really uncomfortable so you sometimes just got to try and not warm them don't heat them up too much because they'll suddenly try and burst through that um that uh, fibrous layer and that's just not going to happen so it can be really uncomfortable so pain relief um of one form or another um rest just keep them hydrated make sure that they um are just kept so that they are dried off and, and calm, uh, and it should resolve within 12 hours. Okay. And homeopathic, some Ruta, some Arnica, yep. good idea, 200, just Absolutely. a really, really aggressive potency. I might just post a little video. I did a video probably about three, four years ago of that. Uh, of that. So uh, put Arthur on a picnic table and just yeah. showed what, what it looked like. And just a couple of thoughts on from a herbal perspective. I'd be thinking about Boswellia as a, as a really potent anti-inflammatory. I'd be thinking about Ginkgo or Xanthoxylum to promote 
um, uh, blood supply to the area um, and maybe a bit of ginger as a, as a as warming element. But I would pose to you, gentlemen, about why is this happening with these dogs? If dogs have been swimming or have dogs been swimming in rivers throughout evolution, why all of a sudden do we see this in working dogs? Are we is is that whole thing about chasing birds again and again and again into cold water? Is that an artificial? I think it probably is, but what I'm just trying to get my head around why are we seeing this when they're doing something that could be construed as natural? Or is it it's natural if they do it for 20 minutes, get some prey, and then go back to their cave and share it with the pack or something, but to do it again and again and again, you know, 40 times in a day, perhaps that's what drives it. It's just oh, fatigue. It's only eight work. hours working, kind of. You yeah. know, they won't do it in one go, but it's just that length of time working. It's particularly in the cold part of the season yeah. that's uh, an issue. And if you've got dogs that were just doing it before, the shoots wouldn't necessarily last that long or the, you know, the drive. But for, for Artie, it was just we were out on a long day's walk on a cold day, actually up in Northumberland, going through one of the National Trust parks. She is a devil for wanting to, you know, swim in every lake, river, stream. Um, you know, yeah, it was cold. You know, she's used to it. Um, the, the birds were out, so she was doing her thing. And that's when, you know, she got struck. And remember, Artie's not got a docked tail. So a lot of these spaniels have a shorter tail docked. It's not going to have the weight on it as they're wagging, etc. And it is about overworking it. So the other really good remedy in those circumstances is actually nut vomica. If you've been overworking muscle, if you've been digging the garden and you've got a really stiff back from overworking, um, so nut vomica is really good for over excess you know, excess alcohol, yeah, excess foods that make you nauseous, yes, but actually also excess exercise, a really good remedy in those circumstances. Very good. Mm. Somebody said, uh, could it be a mineral deficiency? You know, who knows? Yeah, electrolyte balance, we always thought about, is it truly a cramp? I feel that actually it's more this inflammatory, um, you know, it's over excess. You suddenly get an inflammatory process inside a tightly sheathed muscle group, okay? And that's the bit that really uh, is problematic. It's one of those things, actually, that um, uh, if you have motorbike accidents, not that, you know, many people think that this is re relevant at all, but if you have a massive motorbike accident, you come off and you get a dead leg and bruised, sometimes what they actually have to do is cut through your biceps muscle to release blood because if they if you don't do that you know and there's a big hematoma forming inside the muscle mass if you don't let that pressure out it actually kills off a lot of the muscle fibers yeah. and you've got months and months of rehab to go on your uh, leg muscles to get them back they have to release the pressure by actually taking a scalpel to Whoa. open up the the fibers. Interesting. I had a I had a very bad motorbike accident. Did I ever tell you about this? And I was stopped. No, I, I did my PhD at night time for the last two years. I just did it at night time when everyone was gone from ten o'clock at night to about eight o'clock in the morning. People would come in there, but you've got full use of the lab and all the equipment, and they aren't there. And um, mm -hmm. so I used to work at night time. It suited me and a couple of others. And I was coming out about five or six in the morning on my motorbike, and I was stopped at these lights. And I didn't need to stop. There wasn't a whole lot of traffic around, but I stopped being a good boy. And a taxi full of people. The guy didn't see me and he went straight through me like I wasn't there. 
and his bonnet went in between my saddle and back wheel. Had my bike been slightly lower riding, he would have been up on my back. I would have been dead. And he, he split my bike in half. The bike got stuck in the front. It threw me up in the air. I went whoop, 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 and landed on my back. And then I woke up and I was lying on the ground going, what's after happening here? I had no idea what happened. A guy was saying, stay in the ground, don't move. There was a big flurry of people and there was a lot of drama. Anyway, here's the funny bit. So um, I said, no, no, I just, need, I just need to get up. I'm lying down. I've bitten my tongue badly. I have a scar across my tongue. I was like, I've got to get up. I can't breathe. So I got up and the ambulance comes along. I go to the hospital and my, my, my top of my ass was really sore. So into A&E and I'm sitting there with all my gear on and taking that off. You're told to take off your leathers and stuff. Maybe that's part of what you're saying, Brent. And I'm sitting there on top of three or four cushions. And I had to go for a scan to check out my lower kind of back, kind of, uh, you know, butt area. My coccyx, thanks. Yeah, so I had to have a scan of that. And then they brought me back into A&E and I was sitting on top of five cushions. And for about two hours while I was waiting to be seen, people were walking past. And they'd look at me and they'd look up, at the, they'd look up above me. And they'd look back at me and smile and walk off. Come in, they'd look at me, look up, look back at me and smile. And I'm like, what is going on? I never thought about it. After about two hours, I'm called and I stand up and I was sitting right underneath my own scan. And so I was sitting on my own butt and you could see everything. You can see like, <laughs> you can see, you can see my, my nuts and you can see my windows. Like I was just sitting there right, and it was clearly me because I'm the one sitting on four or five cushions. And it was just so embarrassing. Everyone was walking through A&E going, oh, there you go. Very nice. So uh, and, and it, was, it must have been very cold in the room at the time. So it was just I'm quickly looking back to the comments and I'm thinking, if somebody just said I'd like to see those x-rays in Patreon, please. I've since edited uh, them with Photoshop. Anyway. Uh, I can see that one making TikTok. If we can get somebody... <laughs> TikTok after dark. TikTok material. Anyway, have you got a have you got a question, guys? What uh, what have you got lined up? I have many. So you, if you want to let me loose, you uh, let me know. Brent, you've got one there, just handy. I'll, I'll uh, let me just go back it. into them. Sorry, <laughs> too la- laughing too much. I switched off yeah. my phone. Uh, just <laughs> um, so um, this is a good one. Uh, bought Omega-3 fish oils, a soft gels, okay, from uh, a company. Um, want to know, um, it was from your website, I believe, Connor. Um, do I break the soft gels uh, to add to the food, or can I just give them inside the gel? Oh. What's the advantage of doing one or the other? Um, you often get asked that. You often, like, I think that's probably the, as when we got talking to the fish oil expert over in the U.S., I, and uh, he said the best way to do it is capsules in a brown jar, as I've mentioned before. So that's great news. But what happens if you have a chihuahua and you're looking at a capsule and you're like, this is way too much fish oil for uh, uh, a chihuahua every day. So that is a little bit of a way of dry capsules. You can kind of put in half and keep the other half. Um, I don't think you need to puncture the capsule myself. But again, if I have a chihuahua and I'm looking at the dosage and the dosage is way too much, or it might be considered a medicinal dose for two or three or four days, but it wouldn't be a long-term thing then you are up against it. You are up against it with the capsules. You can get smaller capsules these days. You can get algal oils, tiny little capsules. You can get it in powder. You can get your EPA, DHA in powder. It doesn't have to be fish oil anymore. Algal oils particularly can come in powders. They just dry out the, the algae into the powder and you get good EPA, DHA from that. It doesn't have to be fish oil tablets if you find the capsules too hard to work with. But I'm not personally worried about the, uh, the vegetarian capsule outer. Is, is any... Is that the question? Is it more the worry of feeding the gel capsule, which I feel is like yeah, really I think, food safe? I think it's uh, do they do they need to feed it in the 
capsule to get it into the gut in a good form or Ooh. you know is the stomach acid going to make a, a difference to it i guess or Ooh. can they just tip it on the food i never even thought about that i can't imagine that the stomach acids would obliterate omega-3 because then your dog is dead so mm. uh they, they, yeah. i'm sure that passes through <laughs> i think protein is the problem so um uh things anything protein-based struggles to get through the gut because that's what your, your gut is ready to do but i think fat oils particularly are allowed through nick what do you think yeah, I'd have thought. I mean, the, the, the capsule is there to stop it oxidizing and make it easier to swallow and what have you. So if you puncture the capsule just before you feed, the oxidation is going to be negligible. And therefore, I'd have thought you'd be OK. However, what I do, if I've got a very small dog and you've got to give and, and, and the dose that you want is kind of half a capsule, I just go half every other day. Oh, yeah. OK. Because because EPA and DHA, they're going to hang around for, you know, days and days. And therefore, if you're going every other day, then the, that's the equivalent of giving half a capsule a day. So uh, sorry, a whole one. Worth, a whole one every second a day. A whole one you mean. every second day. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes perfect yeah. sense. It's quite easy. Just keep it. Keep things simple. Keep it easy. Healthy. I yeah. like simple. Yeah. That's why I like Let's, let's, let's try guys. and get through a few. Yeah. That's a quick one. Let's try and get through a few. Come on, I've got a, a whole list to gather here. I mean, there's 30 plus. I've got one here as well. Um, so um, there's a lady taking her seven-month-old uh, little girl dog in for a shoulder operation for osteochondrosis dissecans, OCD, um, at the end of March. Uh, do you have any nutritional tips? I know, Connor, you love talking about this. Uh, nutritional mm. tip uh, for before and after surgery for a faster recovery. How old is the dog? Seven months. Seven months. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first, Nick? Uh, uh, so before surgery, you would um, produce anything that's going to make um, bleeding. Uh, so if, if the dog's on any salicylates, then you'd have to be careful of that. Or if you're on white willow herb, you'd have to be careful of that. Um, there is uh, technically... Uh, a, a, a possibility that omega-3s will reduce um, blood uh, clotting. So you might want to stop those for possibly a week before, just one week, because the anti-inflammatory effects are great. Um, so that I think that that, I think, would be uh, very important. I could talk about... Uh, so I'll talk about herbs. I'll let Bren talk about homeopathic. So herb-wise... Um, I think that I would be making sure that we had good spirulina, so we had uh, mi minerals and vitamins going in. Because when you go through surgery, you're gonna there's going to be a lot uh, of, of 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 metabolic demand. I make sure that the B vitamins were in good shape, so liver was in in in, in really healthy um, shape. I'd be making sure that the vegetable and uh, fruit contents so that we had plenty of vitamin C going in and bioflavonoids for healing. Obviously, you need vitamin C to help with the, uh, the collagen uh, cross-binding meeting up. Um, so that very briefly is what I would look at. Um, sure, Brenda's got a nice regime of, uh, homeopathically for these yep. things. Uh, so um, I think remember don't give arnica for a week before okay because that's a great way of proving a remedy if you want to you know give something to a healthy individual that's otherwise not had an injury 
i.e. you give arnica, uh, and you give that over and over again, and then you then put them into an operation, they can have some horrendous bleeds, okay? So that's proving the remedy. Arnica should be saved for on the day of and just on, you know, following that procedure. Um, I had a great friend who was actually taking the homeopathic course with me, had to have a hip operation, and she'd learned enough to think Arnica's great for bleeding, so she took uh, Arnica. <laughs> she had one of the most horrendous hip operations. The surgeon said, I don't know what was going on with you. Your clotting factors were all okay. We couldn't understand it. They operated on her hip. She woke up bruised from her ankle to her armpit. Um, she had, um, you know, they, was, they just said it was just like a bloodbath, you know, following it. And she'd literally been taking Arnica for about two weeks before the operation. Um, and uh, yeah, that was uh, just proving. Um, so just be aware of that. So take it after. Uh, Rutograv as well, again, can be really useful uh, in those situations. Uh, maybe even a bit of calcfloor could be useful in those things. I would love to say, you know, bone broth. I love bone broth. I'd always say, you know, that should be a nutrient addition. Uh, you can add in some things like this, sort of like a hydrolyzed beef collagen, so grass-fed nice. beef collagen. Okay, mm. uh, you can get those as organic um, things. So you can fortify that bone broth with those sort of things uh, just to get uh, lots of that uh, material in. Uh, and then you can go down the, you know, so many um, supplements out there by NutriVet, by VetPro, by um, Connor. I think you've got joint supplement. Have you got joint I don't. supplement? No, yet? no, I haven't. Oh, yet, no, yet to, something you stuck away from. Yet to do it, yeah. I, I think, like, you're opening up, uh, you're opening up a bit. I think knees are amazing. You think, like, imagine what some knees have to do, like, especially for the bigger animals, but even bigger humans. I mean, those knees have to stay absolutely perfectly kind of fluid uh, all the time. Joints are amazing. Like, especially when you've got a bad knee, you start to realise how important elbows and joints and shoulders really are but i think they have to get into the joint and uh that's le that leaves the joint needing bits and pieces so one of the things i didn't do after my joint operation was that i didn't feed it so as brem was alluding to there you feeding joint material is a good idea because you're feeding all the glucosamine and chondroitin and collagen hyaluronic acid glucagon on. i'm always saying the same things vitamin c all that stuff that's actually in some of the joint supplements is in joint material so it's a really good time to switch on to raw dog, raw dog food if you're not feeding it already or give meaty bones or definitely give broth if you're not feeding those. There's wet broths, there's dry broths, there's all sorts of things. They are a great cheat uh, to put in now. I think some broths have the fat removed, some don't, and I'd be looking into that. I would make my own and I'd be horsing that into the dog now. That's the building blocks for the recovery. A little bit of omega-3 for the recovery. Very interesting what Nick said there about it getting in the way, possibly. News to me, I never even thought of that. Uh, so, but afterwards, omega three and joints—they are best friends. Uh, also, your dog's going to be crated. He's going to be—he's uh, going to be restricted big time. So, I've got a video on YouTube called "Dog in a Box" when my dog busted his back completely and he was out of action for two months. Imagine a cocker spaniel housed up for two months. Uh, and so, CBD for anxiety and keeping the head calm is also a great study of CBD in um, in rats where they did a horrible experiment where they break their femurs. And the rats on CBD healed up twice as fast and twice as quick. So there's something to that. I would be thinking about that, adding that in, uh, getting the dog super lean. Um, you need to take all the pressure off those joints. There's a website called Canine Enrichment uh, where you can go onto Facebook and there's a million different ideas what to do with a dog when he's restricted, how to keep him entertained, rolling up pieces of paper with a treat in it, scattering it around his crate. Um, 
finally, you need to get advice from a joint specialist. So that's our excellent, excellent uh, general practitioners. But there's, you just cannot replace the advice and therapy that a canine physio can offer you or even down the way when it's healed up hydrotherapy to get the joint back moving. Uh, those guys work with joints every single day and they can give you great tips and tricks. They know exactly how to rehab a joint. And so, again, as good as vets are, they couldn't possibly know the rehabilitation bit as well as someone that just does it day in day. These people cost me 40 quid. So that'd be all my advice. Yeah. And I'm just going to uh, bring to the table uh, Dear Velvet. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear Velvet. Oh, dear Velvet. Oh, dear Velvet. Can you see that? I'm not sure if you yeah, can see that. I can that. see yeah. it. It's kind of a dark yeah. 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 Well, we can it's tell because it's told us what it says. <laughs> I'll, I'll put some information on Patreon. Are you still able to uh, import that from... Um, yeah. Is it coming in from yeah, New got, Zealand still? I've got uh, a whole load just came in, so that's all good. Smuggled yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, oh, Connor, that was something that was said again. Did you, are you have you opened up your market to um, Australia and New Zealand we again, have, or is it still have, back on the hold? We have somebody there now that had worked out the paperwork and uh, Aussie customs. Not easy. Now that we're in Australia, we can hit New Zealand as well, and that has been good for sales. I have to say because I have well, we have a bit of a following in Australia and New Zealand, and so. Uh, it's good to get the products in. So that's been working out well. But once you've opened up that, you can get anything in there. And then there's just no problems. Even if you bring out animal-based products, probiotics, interestingly, they always ask if they're uh, animal-sourced or vegetarian-sourced. So lactobacillus, a lot of them come from cattle, from milk, and all sorts of stuff. And so shipping probiotics is not so easy to do. Not that I'm doing it. But I'm just, just questions that are popping up. And it's like, oh, your probiotics animal-based? It's like I never thought that probiotics would be anything based you know and then these are the questions that pop up anyway bacterial based bacterial based yeah what <laughs> how is there any other thing to it so i don't get it okay so I've got, I'll let me have one let me have a quick shot here guys because i promise i'll get this yep. one out um yep. so a really long time raw feeder knows what she's talking about and she has this collie and an older collie he is 13 14 15 years old and this collie now has issues he's got absolute terrible dental arcade he's worn down his teeth to flat nubs from uh, eating stones for some reason. He's had that penchant for stones for years. He hasn't been able to stop it in the dog. And she's in this situation now where we're not quite sure what's wrong with the dog. He, he is very anxious. He's a collie, very reactive, very person reactive, negative distraction. And when he goes into the vet, he has to be muzzled because he really, really doesn't want to be there, which makes anesthetizing the dog very difficult to do. So a year and a half ago, the dog had to have his teeth cleaned uh, and now clearly the dog is in great pain. So the dog is actually howling through, during the day and during the night, not sleeping at all. Um, sorry, I was, my battery's running low there. That's not a text message. I actually put it on airplane this time and it still beeps. <laughs> you just can't. Anyway. Um, it sounded like the clown. Um, um. It, yeah. it used to make me happy. Now it just gives me a heart attack every time it goes off. Um, so, um, yeah, so the dog is now howling in pain. She sent me a video. I couldn't even watch it. So it's been gone on three nights. Went to the vets. The vet is prescribing uh, gabapentin. Gabapentin is a painkiller, but on the plus side has a drowsy effect. So it takes an hour for the dog to be knocked out. Then it takes a couple of hours of sleep. And then the dog is back at it again, uh, howling in pain. So she's looking for advice. What do I do? I, uh, my initial advice was get it back to the vet, uh, get those teeth looked at, get them sorted out. With, and so I, she said, I would do that, Connor, in a hurry if the last time he was put out, it's hard to stop. And I'm thinking, oh, bloody hell. And so the vet said the dog was that wound up going under uh, 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 the anesthetics that they reckoned that was put too much pressure on his heart. His heart stopped for a moment. They got him going again. So then what, are the, what is the advice for getting this dog put out in the calmest way possible so the vet can do the x-rays and get the work done uh, 
I would so, say, I would say, whatever you do, do it quickly because the dog is obviously in massive distress. I'd be there tomorrow morning at eight o'clock and asking the vets to take the dog in and to 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 do what they can. If if the dog is really distressed at going to the vets, there are there are preparations that can be given kind of before you get in the door. So you oh, give it yeah. to the dog in the in the car in the car park. Oh, right, such that half an hour later, dog is pretty gaga. And 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 then it means that the dog is 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 less distressed and the vet is is happy because they know they they're, they're less likely to get bitten. Yeah. Um. So it, that works all round. But you know, whenever any type of anaesthetic, there is a risk with any whether it's you or me or the dog or or whoever it might be. But I'd say let's get some things done properly. Let's get the dog out. Maybe get an X-ray, and um. Have a look at those teeth, and if anything is looking even the slightest bit cracked, I think just take them out. You know, it's, it's an old dog; they can do without this hassle, and get it done quickly because you don't want the dog under for any any significant length of time. If you've got loads of bleeding, we used what was the? It was a homeopathic we used to use for for, for, for bleeding. It was it was a really uh, was it quartz? You ever use quartz for bleeding? In, 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 in dentals, friend? Quartz, I think. Have a look at quartz, guys. But the obvious one would be Arnica and Hypericum for nerve nerve damage and, and what have you. Friend, mm. any, uh, some, any vitam, some vitam, really some good, vitam, uh, especially yeah. when you're distur- disturbing the bone for yeah. taking teeth out. Um, uh, Magcarb is another great remedy um, in those circumstances. Sometimes Merxol, um, Heposulf, if it's really infected roots. Are so many things that need to be looked at there yeah. for, for dental stuff. Uh, look, there's gels now, which are the sedative gels. So Cilio, I'm going to name it there. You have to still get it on prescription from your vet. So that can be given prior to you even getting close to the vet um, as a gel that's absorbed through the mucous membrane uh, so that they oh, are calm good. coming in. Okay, so say it again. Say it again. Options. Bren, just say the, so the, the Cilio. Jet. So S I L E O. Cilio is the license name, which is a metatomidine gel. Um, and that um, can be given. There are lots of other um, options out there for um, calming with remedies. You know, uh, most people will think of rescue remedy. Um, you know, the sort of if they're really, really nervous, things like aconite, but you know, all of those can be less predictable. And if you really need to know that they're going to go in, they're going to get a sedative protocol anyway, they can use an injection of metatomidine uh, again out in the car so that it's given and it's uh, the dog comes in as soon as it's sleepy, usually within five minutes of the injection, uh, it will start to sleep. Uh, so there are options there with those. Yeah, the options those, would have to be lots like- of administered by the by the owner herself you know the dog's that wound up that's like you know and that's the cilio that's why cilio is so great because it can be administered by the owner that'd be great if the dog is getting silly think about cilio yeah i'm thinking just before you get into a fight you're about to go for into a fight you just rub this all over your face your face goes numb now you're ready to go you didn't take any med. Actually, you'll probably uh, fall no, asleep. No, no, your, your brain goes numb. doesn't go numb. You fall oh. over. Yeah, you <laughs> fall over. Yeah. And he's out. Same as you get the punch in the touch face. Him, officer. He just fell over. <laughs> he doesn't listen to a word we say, Brendan. Uh, no, I, 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 I was reading your message just to make sure I had it right. 
Yeah. Guys, so brilliant. Uh, if you want to join us for a little bit of catch up after, um, join us on Patreon and you will be able to find us on patreon.com forward slash raw pet medics. Um, it'd be great to see you over there in an hour or so and we will um, just uh, share our extra thoughts. That's a great, great book recommendation there by somebody. I think it might have been Philip Murphy again. Um, mm-hmm. why, why don't zebras have ulcers? Ah, uh, yes. Sapolsky, Robert Sapolsky. Yeah. It's it's yeah. essential if you're into into if you're into cortisol and cortisone, yeah. and you like stress. It's a, it's it's a, it's an yeah, amazing it's really book cool. about human really stress. Good. Even really really yeah. really big, yeah. really big. Just finish that one as well. I'm halfway through. So, so many. Um, if you want to join uh, myself, Nick, um, Connor, and Coco the clown, uh, who's got his horn honking in the background, uh, then join us over on Patreon in about an hour. We look forward to seeing you there. Thank you. See you guys. Blah, <laughs> 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 <laughs>